news. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, and 38% more lutein, plus more folate and iodine too. All to help you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. These are no ordinary times. So why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Election Day is November 3rd. If you plan to vote by mail, plan ahead at usps.com voting info. There you will find... Popular Dictionary is updating an entry thanks to some Senate testimony this week. Merriam-Webster Dictionary has changed sexual preference to be an offensive term after Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett said this during her confirmation hearings this week. I have never discriminated on the basis of sexual preference and would not ever discriminate on the basis of sexual preference. The dictionary now states the term preference is used to refer to sexual orientation is widely considered offensive in its implied suggestion that a person can choose who they sexually or romantically attracted to. After being called out on the gaffe by Senator Lindsey Hirono, Barrett apologized. Matt Piper, CBS News. A judge has denied a request by Boston public school teachers to let them choose to teach remotely as long as COVID rates remain 4% or higher. In Michigan, stores that sell bottles and cans with 10-cent deposits will now have to accept returnables again. I'm Cammie McCormick, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I had started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Donald's nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50 and, you know, your body starts going down. But Donald's nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. Hey, it's Boots. We'll get your car ready for fall. And did you know the little reflectors in the middle of the road are talking about you? That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. This is Mark Snyder of Snyder, Fuller & Stroh. If you're confused about your Ohio University retirement plan, we would like to help you navigate the upcoming changes. Snyder, Fuller & Stroh has been serving the Ohio University community for over 40 years. Our door is open, online, or in person at 5 Depot Street in Athens. Meet with the people who care by calling 740-594-594. 
connect with us online at SnyderFullerStrode.com. If there's something strange in your backyard, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! If there's something smelly and looks kind of weird, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! No port john for your event? Need a pot for your construction site? Who are you going to call? Howard Septic! If you're needing our help, pick up the phone and call Howard Septic at 740-662-2603. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. But it's still 46 degrees, cooler than uh, we might want for. Only going to climb about nine degrees as the day goes by. Fifty-five are expected high, but it's going to be sunny. Be grateful for whatever good it is, right? adjusted the right there we go that's better anyway i was a little late into the studio today and didn't get to as prepared as i would have liked we've also deal <laughs> dealing with an internet problem and our good friend uh, brian winters uh, working on that so uh, a lot of the emails that i would have received each morning aren't there now they'll show up eventually as he gets this thing working but uh, are working better but um, uh, for example today we do have um, you know today is this today is that but uh, on this day in history we have yesterday because the new one di- normally arrives around three in the morning and uh, we weren't getting emails at that time and and there's still um, they're all piled up waiting to come to us after our system has been repaired. Anyway, good morning, folks. Uh, so let's see here. Today, a free-for-all. That's always pleasant. We'll have a coach our turf and some other crazy things uh, as the day goes by. We've got, um, let's see here, 2020's fastest growing cities in America. I'm going to put that one off. That, that takes some time. Uh, but there's some other reports here that we're digging through that we haven't gotten to yet. But let me start off with today is this and that. Today is National Bosses Day. Did you know that? What are you looking so oddly at? I had a different listing than that. 
it, it was National Bosses Day was not on there. Where's your list? Up there. Uh, how can that be? Uh, good question. October there 6th. There you go. I guess, what outfit is this? Well, it's nationaldaycalendar.com. Okay. And look here. National Day Calendar. Yep. Well, anyway, today is National Bosses Day. And I've actually received a couple of emails earlier in the week saying, don't forget, Friday is this. And it's and they would talk about Bosses Day. Um, but my, my staff here has an excuse not to make a big deal out of it because it doesn't show up on uh, the list on the screen there, right? <laughs> anyway, not that they would anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's National Bosses Day. So, folks, if you enjoy your boss, please um, let him know it. Yep, be careful what you wish for here, right? I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> Me either. Okay. Uh, it's National Sports Day, and mercy during this uh, COVID thing, and all we are grateful for sports when they occur. And we'll have more to say about sports here shortly. It's Global Cat Day. So Bree, who is our cat, um... I'm going to have to make a special attempt to give Bree some loving today, right? It's National Dictionary Day. It's National Liqueur Day. Now, peek over my shoulder, would you? Yeah. That's liqueur, not liquor. Correct. Okay, so yes. uh, liqueurs. Uh, if I had to define or describe a liqueur, it would be a sweet drink, uh, heavy in alcohol. You think that's a fair statement? Um, Let me turn your mic on. Mercy, I forget. (laughs) There we go. Good morning. Good morning. There we go. I'm I'm not sure what that would be. Well... Liqueur versus liqueur, or liquor versus liqueur. I'm pretty sure it's like meant to be like an after-dinner drink. Let's see what we can find out here. It's also Department Store Day. And uh, at least on my list, that's it. Oh, no, up on your list you have another one. You have National Mammography Day. Maybe that got substituted. For Boss's Day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> National Take Your Parents to Lunch Day. We need both of these up, I guess, each day. The one I print and the one you uh, have on this screen. Here. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, <clears throat> not a bad list today. Pretty good. Um, quickly do the liqueur thing. Okay, it is annually... Observed on October 16th and celebrates 
the myriad classes and flavors of liqueur. The word liqueur comes from Latin liquefacere, which means to liquefy. A liqueur is an alcoholic beverage made from a distilled spirit. Distillers uh, flavor the spirit with fruit, cream, herbs, spices, flowers, or nuts. Right. Next, they bottle it with added sugar or other sweeteners, what your point was a little bit ago. Uh, while liqueurs are typically considered sweet, distillers do not usually age their product long. Right. And it, um, and again, I think it's sort of an after-dinner drink, typically. Unless you're me and like it all the time. All right. Um, I have probably six or eight bottles in my liquor cabinet of different liqueurs. And I think one of them, one that I've liked very much over the years has been called Cherry Herring. Like cherry flavored. All right, well, enough on that. Um, let's see here. Let's get back to National Sports Day. With that, let's first of all describe what's going on today. We've okay. got we've got some, and for that matter, the weekend. Uh, Scott, you're you're probably the best up to date on this. Uh, today, tonight, I should say, we have high school football playoff action. Uh, the Trumbull Tomcats will be hosting Monroe Central. And they will be playing at iconic Gloucester Memorial Stadium, renovated Gloucester Memorial Stadium, which looks really beautiful up there. And uh, pregame is at 6.50, kickoff at 7 on uh, our sister station, Power 105. And you can also download the app at WXTQ Power 105, the mobile app. If you do not have access to the radio or if you're out of range, which... Folks, you know that would be surprising. If you go to uh, any place where you can download apps and put in WXTQ or WATH, you will get a dozen choices, and they all work. But we would recommend that it would be our preference that you download the one that is ours. Okay. But there are literally dozens and dozens of different streaming organizations that distribute our signal. Yes, lots of them. Um, so anyway. And uh, then, um, well, I, I, I will say, too, that I, I think Tremble will win big. I was uh, researching Monroe Central, and their record is not good against teams that have a better record than them. Uh, I think they're like the teams that they have played, that they have beaten, I should say, I think are a combined like 4 and 20. So uh, they have played teams that are not that talented, so to speak. But uh, they'll be running into a Trimble Tomcats team that is very talented, ranked number one in the region, and I believe number three in their uh, state ranking two in Division 7. Okay. So good luck, Trumbull Tomcats. And then if that doesn't fill your fancy for high school football playoff uh, games, tomorrow night uh, the Nelsonville-York Buckeyes will be hosting their first-round game 
<coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. hosting their first round game at Dave Boston Field in Bookdale. Same time, pregame at 6.50, kickoff at 7. Uh, they will host the Sims Valley Vikings, and I look for Nelsonville, York to win big, too, as the uh, same thing kind of applies to Sims Valley. The teams that they have beaten uh, have a combined record much the same as Monroe Central, uh, right around the 4-20, and 5-20 and 20 mark, something like that. So uh, Nelsonville, York at home is tough to beat. Uh, Trimble Tomcats, very tough to beat at home as well. So good luck to both the Trimble Tomcats tonight and now, Nelsonville, York Buckeyes tomorrow night. Let's point out that uh, in both of these cases, which are local games featuring local schools, yes, um, there is a very limited seating, right? Yes, that is correct. Uh, I, some of them may not have any guests, but my guess is that um, they're allowing two passes per player or participant. Yeah, I think that's how it's working. Once in a while, it's four, but uh, very few. Yeah, I think so, the uh, cheerleaders and marching band. Your option is to um, available. Sit outside the stadium in your car and listen to us on the radio, and then honk your horns periodically. <laughs> um, I've heard that's a popular process. Yes, it is. A couple years ago, uh, I think one of the fire squads from maybe the Plains Volunteer Fire Department would park up on the top of the hill above Joe Burrow, what is now Joe Burrow Stadium, Mm -hmm. when the Bulldogs uh, had that great team that year. And when the touchdown would be scored by the Bulldogs, you talk about some noise that was let off. They hit the sirens. Yes, they did. It It was great. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we have um, sirens on the uh, Jambulance. And, oh, yeah? And, oh, yeah. Well, we should blow those off uh, then, but, too. And they, uh, then. In fact, there's three or four different types of sirens. Oh, and, cool. Um, Why, well, I think Connor's taking the uh, Jambulance to the game tonight, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but he'll be up in the... He won't be able to hit the... You know what I mean. Well, they, they need someone down there to hit the remote button (laughs) if they they volunteer yeah i I can't afford them right now that's right okay anyway (laughs) and then um, also uh major league baseball playoffs are going on right now the american league championship series is uh now i think it is three games to two in favor of tampa bay rays and uh they are playing the houston astros the astros have won the last two games tampa bay was up uh three Three to uh, one in a best of seven series, and uh, I think it's now. Uh, well, they were up three to zero, so it's now three to two, and uh, game number six tonight, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Also, in the National League Championship Series, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. Well, they've had some uh, interesting games the other night. The Los Angeles Dodgers scored 11 runs in, in the first in the inning. top of the first inning, yeah. a major league record for postseason games, playoff games. So, last night the Braves got them back. I think the final was eight to two. Uh, so, lots of home runs in those uh, series, and they're, they're just exciting to watch. And I think uh, the Atlanta Braves are now up on the Dodgers three games to one. So, uh, yeah, another game tonight. Both both series continue tonight here so major the, league baseball um, and it's nice to see fans in the stands at the major league games now too they're allowing 
you know, a percentage of fans to come in. It's like 10%, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, but it's good to see people in there and hear the cheering going on and Channings, you know, let's go Dodgers or let's go Braves. And uh, we do have like a that. caller. Okay, let's see what's on their mind. Good morning. Tickety poo. Tickety poo, indeed. Yes, sir. <laughs> what's happening? You are. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, Dave. Yes, sir. I volunteer to blow the sirens. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, let's see. I'm not sure. You, um. <laughs> There's a trust factor here now. <laughs> well, well, if you can't trust me, you can't trust nobody. There okay, go. I got you. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the, you're the perfect guy to blow that thing off, too, Don. Uh, you better believe it. <laughs> yeah. I'm the number one whistleblower. <laughs> well, that didn't sound right, did it? Oh, <laughs> uh, kind of. Depends on what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now, I heard you. Dave, I'm trying to get that paper wrote for you. I'm not that good of a writer. Well, well, might have to refresh my memory, man. About that pork cake. The the recipe for the pork cake. Use a use a pound of ground fresh pork. Oh, a recipe. A recipe. Yeah, the recipe. Okay. Uh, I do remember now. Yeah. Well, no no rush. You know. Yeah. Get well, your grandson to do it for you. My grandson. Well, I'm just guessing you have one. No, I got a granddaughter. Okay, that's who I meant. She's four. <laughs> she probably can write better than you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> my dad told me when I was growing up I should have been a doctor with my signature. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I've had two docs that have had excellent writing, and I worry how bad they are. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, really. All right, y'all have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you you too, Don. You too. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Blow that horn now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> later. Later. Um, yeah, in our phone line, of course, folks. Five nine two six six four six. You know, he always has a good thing, cheery yeah. type of disposition. Absolutely. When he calls, and it's good to hear from people like that and talk to people like that, and you know. Whistleblower or not, he's always got a good laugh for us. <laughs> um, we, we appreciate you, Don. This, um, let me think here. So we've done high school, we've done uh, pro. What we haven't done much of is Ohio University. And there is, of course, a move afoot to have some home football games. As well as some on the road. Yep. Six game schedule. And it gets underway when? November 4th. Is that first game home or away? That is an away game. Okay. And uh, I believe it's at Central Michigan, I want to say. Yeah, Wednesday, November 4th at Central Michigan. Is first my, home. Is my understanding that the home games will be like this... Um, very limited seating, but they are going to try to accommodate some. Nope. Nope? Nope. Oh. No fans in attendance. Whatsoever. For the MAC games. Just, just staff and that sort of thing. Yes. Only uh, players, coaches, staff. Broadcasters, um, that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Cheer teams, um, 
the band, I think, are going to try to make some provisions for that. What they're going to do, from my understanding, is maybe move them down into the uh, Bobcat Club area there on the cement steps, mm-hmm. keep them there and keep them, well, quite, what do they say, quite, cordoned off uh, from any contact or even getting it close to the players, mm-hmm. anything like that. So, uh, yeah, no, no fans, no tailgating. Uh, none of that. So you're going to have to listen to the games on Power 105. Well, we're going to have them. Yes, we are. And uh, I got an email, oh, I'm going to say around 8 o'clock last night, from Matt Moldy, who is um, with, um, oh, shucks. The marketing and sports? Yeah. The marketing promotions area? Well, the He's in charge of all the broadcasts. IMG. IMG, that's what I meant. Yes, thank you. And so uh, they're gearing up. Yeah. So, yeah, the no no fans are going to be allowed okay. in, in any MAC stadiums this year. So tune in to Power 105 as we are the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats. I'm proud to be it. Yes. So Wednesday, November 4th at Central Michigan in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. First home game is Tuesday, the 10th, uh, as the Akron Zips, Zippy, will be heading to Peden Stadium. Don't don't see any times, but uh, (laughs) Zippy got you there? (coughs) No. I was just thinking about something. Oh, okay. But anyway. um, Not even on our agenda today. Yeah, my guess is uh, kickoff will. If they're TV games, usually they have them at 6.30. The non-TV games are right around 7. Okay. So, we, obviously, once the times are established, we'll be able to tell you more. Today is October 16th, the 290th day of the year. There are 76 days now remaining. <coughs> um, let's see. Uh, looking at October 16th, says American... Athletes Tommy Smith and John Carlos sparked controversy on October 16, 1968. They did so at the Mexico City Olympics by giving black power salutes during... Oh, I remember that picture. Yeah, I thought you too. Uh, during a victory ceremony after they'd won gold and bronze medals in the 200-meter race. Um, hey, uh, what, before we get too far along here, since we are an affiliate of the Ohio State Football Buckeyes and Basketball Buckeyes. Who? Oh, the Ohio State. Excuse me. Yes, there you go. Um, <laughs> their season kicks off a week from this Saturday on the 24th as they will host uh, the Cornhuskers of Nebraska at Ohio Stadium at noon. Okay. So, yeah, Ohio State kicking off their season on October 24th. We'll have the game for you here at 970 WATHN 97.1 FM. There you go. Pre-game's usually about an hour and a half before Another kickoff. very slight move toward normal. Yeah, and now the Big Ten is allowing a percentage of uh, fans mm-hmm. in attendance. I think 10 to 12, something like something that. Something like that, yeah depending on the capacity of the stadium. 
Um, gee, I've lost my place. Oh, I was giving you uh, historicals. Yes, we did uh, Mexico City Olympics from 68. 1973, during the French Revolution, on this date, Marie Antoinette, the Queen of France, was beheaded. You know, the, the whole concept of beheading. Oh, jeez. Um, that is barbaric. Pretty gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um... 1859, a radical abolitionist, John Brown, led a group of 21 men in a raid on Harper's Ferry in western Virginia. Ten of Brown's men were killed and five escaped. Brown and six followers, however, were captured. All were executed. 1901, Booker T. Washington dined at the White House as a guest of President Theodore Roosevelt whose invitation to the black educators sparked controversy. Here it is, 2020, nearly 2021, 120 years later, and there's still these concerns about race and I don't get it. Can't we just all coexist and love one another? Amen. I mean, I get it. You know, there are some people I don't care for. But I'm let them be what they are. It's not my doing. But there's not too many of them. And why someone should like or dislike someone because of their skin color or their, um, what do you call it, Um, country of origin? Race, color, creed. Okay, there you go. That's the key words. Any of them. Um, Just, I don't get that. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's see here. I got sidetracked. Um, on this date in 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis began. I remember that rather well. Well, let's uh, let's see here. Let's get to some birthdays. Obviously, folks, today a um, a free for all edition. I'm worried about something. Is this? No. Okay, we're okay. Um, Angela Lansbury, the actress, 95 today. Peter Bowles, another actor, 84. Uh, Sportscaster Tim McCarver is 79. Suzanne Summers, the actor, actress, I should say, 74. 
looking down through the list. Uh, Morgan Stevens, actor, 69. Martha Smith, 68. It's probably not fair that I only mention the ones that I've heard of. Because there's lengthy lists here each day. Sometimes there's way too many. Anyway, I'll just skip down to the end. The youngest person listed today is a tennis star, Naomi Osaka, 23. Remarkable. Okay. She is good. Uh, I'll put this over here. Um, came across a report a day or two ago called... Um, what it did was it looked at every state in the nation and tried to, um, how would you call it, classify their energy efficiency. Obviously, energy is expensive. In fact, it's one of the biggest household expenses for American consumers. Well, according to the U.S. Department of Energy, the average U.S. family spends at least $2,000 per year on utilities, with heating and cooling of spaces alone accounting for more than half that bill. The average consumer spent another $2,094 on motor fuel and oil. Or vehicles, right? This year, many Americans can expect their home energy costs to go up, considering the widespread closures of businesses and public places that took place due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And they've also noted that residential electricity use has increased during the pandemic. The Department of Energy estimates that adopting energy efficiency measures in the home could reduce a family's utility costs by as much as 25%. Flat out, they say it pays to conserve, especially during a time of increasingly warming, warmer temperatures. As for transportation, the agency found that a more fuel-efficient vehicle could save the average driver about $545 a year. Um, I'm just talking here for a minute. I have a um, SUV, a large one, right? And, um, and then my wife has a Mini Cooper. Neither one of them are new by any means. In fact, uh, hers is a 2004 in very good condition. Mine is a um, 2005, and it's time for me to replace it. But the point is, uh, with our regular trips to Columbus for her medical stuff, we use the Mini we get 36 miles to the gallon. It has live onboard computing that shows you everything. 
in uh, the same vehicle that I my SUV ish monster. <laughs> um, and I've loved the car. It's just I need to replace it anyway. I forgot my, what I was going to say. Oh, mileage there. Um, it's like 16. And it can be 14, just depending on how you drive it. Okay, well, let's get back to the story. So what states are the most and least energy efficient? Well, uh, let's talk about the top 10. Ohio is not there. The number one state, Utah. Second, New York. Third, Massachusetts. Fourth, Minnesota. Fifth, Rhode Island. Sixth, Vermont. Seventh, Colorado. Eighth, Oregon. Ninth, California. And tenth, Wisconsin. Now, where are they the least? Okay, so let's see here. Coming in 39th is Oklahoma. 40th is Georgia. 41st, Kentucky. 42nd, Arkansas. 43rd, Mississippi. 44th, Alabama. 45th, Louisiana. Well, they're all down in that same zone there. Um, 46, Tennessee. 47th, West Virginia. And 48th, South Carolina. Now, why did we not go to 50? Uh, Alaska and Hawaii are not rated. And it, they simply say, due to data limitations, um, those two states did not... Uh, appear in the list. Now, um, I don't even want to guess where they would fall. So what's missing? Ohio. O-H. I-O. Okay, we came in 27th, right in the middle. And I tell you what, more and more I find that's the case. Anytime I get a report from Wallet Hub. It just most we always find kind of in the middle, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. No. Um. Could it be better? Yes. Could it be worse? Of, of course. course. Of course. Now, just to widen out the middle. Um. So Kansas is twenty fifth. Arizona twenty sixth. Ohio twenty seventh. Indiana 28th, Montana 29th, Florida 30th. So you see, not a bad place to be. But uh, could we be better? I guess we could. Fastest growing cities in America. This is a very lengthy report. And I thought I had made some notes on it here somewhere. And if I can see uh, where I've highlighted some things. Uh, I think I'm going to hold this one off 
yeah, here I see Columbus, and it's not highlighted. So this is not one I've edited yet. I'm going to redo this one. So we can, well, I can just take it and redo it. COVID. <clears throat> Hate to do it, but we must. Particularly given the recent activity. Yeah. Uh, Ohio is now in, I guess, a list of five or six states that are the worst at the moment. Yeah, I think I just saw something yesterday or last evening where Ohio has now has 29 counties in the red, 28, 29 counties of the 88 counties. Um, That's, you know that red and yellow and orange map? Yeah. Um, is on a site that I don't normally use, and I should. I'll, I'll try to start doing so. Uh, the ones I use, well, anyway. Um, so where are we? Uh, between 2 o'clock Wednesday and 2 o'clock Thursday. That's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Athens had 1,102 new cases. No, 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 no. That's not correct. I'm totally wrong. Completely erase that, okay? Athens had 29 new cases, bringing our total to 1,102. Of the 1,102, 267 are currently active. 37 require hospitalization. Of course, we had two deaths way long ago. And if you're doing the math, that means 833 people have had it in our county and now are recovered. So that's as of 2 o'clock yesterday. But they are very concerned about our numbers here right now, statewide. Let's talk about statewide. Yesterday, the total case count rose to 175,843. That is 2,178 more cases than the day before. which if I didn't print off every week since I've been doing this, but I believe that's the highest single-day jump um, since this all began in our state. But let's go on. So we, as of yesterday, we've had 175,843 cases. Of those, 3,507 are in ICU, 13,317 are in non-ICU, but in the hospital. Uh, 5,038 are recovering at home. No, no, no. I got something mixed up. 5,038 have died since this all began. 
6,918 are not in the hospital. And we now have a, a total of 147,063 who have recovered. Should I do the U.S. and World? Sure. Yep. Okay. Then we can check it <coughs> again uh, Monday. So, <coughs> After the um, as of, of 2 o'clock yesterday... And the count started uh, February 5th. In the United States, we have had 7,954,745 COVID cases. That's 59,751 uh, 59, more than the day before. That's a, an amazing figure. By the way, that's twice as many in one day as last Monday or Tuesday. Think of that. Okay. Um, the death count in the nation... 216,792. And of the 7.9 million that have caught it, 3.5... I'll stay with that. 3.5 million have recovered. In the world... Um, okay, in the world, we've had 38,599,508 cases as of yesterday. And when did the world count start? November 19th of 19. Um, okay. Deaths, 1,093,548. In the case of the world study, they stopped providing recovery data, oh, maybe two weeks ago, like the, the number of people that have recovered. So I don't have that. Now, you may recall that I had done some mathematical statistical crap. And, and, <laughs> and um, I was able to say, listen, if, we, if Athens County was like the rest of the state, we would have had this, um, this number. Um... And generally speaking, the number was, like, if we were like the rest of the state, we would have had a higher number than we did that day. Yeah. 
That all changed about a week ago. So here today, and this is a repetition of what I first said, we've had now so far 1,102 cases. If we were at the same degree of the illness as the state, we should have had 1,002. So we're exactly 100 cases higher mathematically than yeah. the same as the state. And that's a big change because, uh, as I said, for weeks we weren't. And if you want to see that map of Ohio, uh, the levels there, you can go to coronavirus.ohio.gov. And, yes, there were a record 29 of Ohio's 88 counties coded red for very high exposure and spread. That uh, the, the figures that were released yesterday by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. Now, the 52 counties are in the orange level, the next level down, which is the highest yet. And I think I only see seven counties in Ohio that are in the yellow which is the lowest level. And most of them are on uh, eastern Ohio. Okay. M- Meigs County being one of them. And also I want to send uh, County. Um uh, changing topics here. Um I have a good friend. Many of you will know him, John Burns. He was the uh, chief legal counsel for the university for many years. John uh, suffered a serious heart attack last Friday. Um, he, it, he experienced it while visiting uh, his doctor. So he got uh, super urgent care, of course. I think he's had uh, some sort of bypass surgery and so on. But uh, the point is that I understand he's healing and um, I think he's in the Lancaster Hospital. But uh, if you'd like to drop him a note or something, um, John Burns, feel badly about that. We had another report about Ellsworth Holden who took guilt. And, uh, but now we understand he's uh, virtually back to normal. And Good. I'm so happy for that. I've served on so many different like city council and other places with him. And um, so. Yeah, we wish, now, wish them both the best. Art Turf. This is such an important program. <laughs> I mean, we get so many requests we for do. Art Turf. <laughs> they, they, and if we miss a show, it's like, damn you guys. Really? Coach Turf getting ready to go back on the road to try Nitro Tech for another. That's right, we're headed out to Nitro.
Coach, a little bit of an unusual practice session we visited yesterday, getting ready for the football game with TNT. That's right. You know, this is what you call your brilliant stroke of genius on the part of coaching staff here. You know, what we've done is we subjected all of our boys to all the firing and all the grenades and all them cannon launches out there at uh, the ROTC firing range just so they get used to all the atmosphere, what goes on out at the TNT Stadium. What was the reaction of your players to that, uh, to that particular strategy? We're all fired up. I ain't never seen our boys fired up like they've been fired up for this ball game. You know, we done issued flak jackets to all the boys. We done issued bayonets to all the boys. We done showed them John Wayne movies all last night. So you think your game preparation has the team ready to pick up their first win of the season this week? That's right, and I am predicting that we are going to pick up our first victory of the season this week. We, I am looking for a fine ball game on offense, a fine ball game on defense, a fine ball game from our special team. So I think the fans, in addition to having a blast when they go to this ball game, are going to see a fine ball game. We'll get a scouting report on TNT right after we pause for this message. And it's uh, brought to you by all the fine nurses at Holzer Clinic. Stop. Wrong button, right button coming. Well, Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at uh, TNT. And in addition to the uh, unusual circumstances surrounding their playing facilities, what have you been able to find out about their football team? Well, not only that, they got a pretty strange place to play, and uh, and uh, not only that, uh, it's it's uh, got an unusual name. They, you know, it goes back to their coach, uh, Coach Credlow. Crosshair Crudlow, you know, he was a, a bombardier on a B-17 back in WW2. You know, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you heard of it. It was in all the papers, WW2. And, and he was a bombardier on a lot of them missions. And the captain of that plane that they was flying in was a fellow named of, uh, Dump, M.O. Dump, Captain Dump. And he was a real fond of that Bill Crudlow. And uh, when it come time for Coach Crudlow to start coaching over at TNT, uh, Captain Dump decided to give all his money so they could build a stadium over there, and they named it after him. So now they play in the Ammo Dump. Coach, we're running a little bit short on time, and we still haven't gotten a scouting report on what they like to do. Well, you know, you think a fellow that uh, is, was a bombardier in the war and has a quarterback named Bonds Bennett would like to throw a lot of long passes, but no, he, they like to run their mind sweep left, mind sweep right, and uh, they use a running back name of uh, Ricochet Russell. He bounces off all them tacklers. Sounds like a tough assignment for your defense, Coach. No big deal. Our boy's been bouncing off running backs for years now. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, ammo dump. That's, um... <laughs> <laughs> That's where they play all their football games. They bounce off them running backs and tackler. That means they don't tackle too much. Mm-hmm. They're bouncing off them running backs. Got the ammo dump. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that guy that interviews that other guy keeps a straight face. Did you know a bear <laughs> has 42 teeth? I I did not. Now, we have 32, right, under normal conditions. But a bear has 42. 
Okay. Did you know if Barbie were life-size, the doll Barbie, her measurements would be 39, 23, 33. However, she would be 7 feet 2 inches in height. Wow. That's out of my league. <laughs> uh, being 5 foot 5. Okay, did you know rabbits really, uh, really like licorice? Ooh, I did not. That's a good one. The tiger stripes are like human fingerprints. No two patterns are exactly the same. Um, I did know this, <clears throat> having worked on a lobster boat. Did you know that lobster's blood is colorless? No, I did not. Now I do. That's it. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Tammy McCormick. We always need good news. Today's COVID report is... Not good news. Kentucky's governor on the surge in coronavirus cases there, one of many states seeing a spike in new cases. More than 63,000 cases reported yesterday nationwide. That's the largest number since mid-August. Wisconsin is one of the hardest-hit states, as Mololingue reports. Colleges and universities continue to grapple with outbreaks. The State University of New York at Oneonta announced its president had resigned to pursue other opportunities after more than 700 students tested positive for COVID-19. Another recent spike at Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut, forced the campus to temporarily suspend in-person classes for some off-campus students. Now their goal is to test 50% of their student body every single week. The pandemic is also continuing to take its economic toll in Kansas City yesterday. Protesters chained themselves to a courthouse calling evictions evil. 40 million Americans.